Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, sweet world! It's the No Dunks Boys, back for a little NBA free agency roundup. It's 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Friday, June 30th. I'm not used to saying the time. I only tell you the date. <laughs> I'm J.E. Skeets here in the yard alongside me as always, Tass Mellis. Maybe you're checking the clock because I was late. Uh, yeah, what's going on? You all right over there? Uh, yeah, Friday dinner. I ain't letting Bruce Brown mess up my Friday dinner. No way. His priorities are right. Family first, Bruce Brown second. Uh, and hey, that's the bearded one. Uh, top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We got JD in the background. We got Jerome in the background. Everybody helping out here tonight. Shout out to the stream team joining us live on YouTube. Yeah, we're a little late. Who cares? All that means is we're going to be on longer as more news comes in. So you're welcome. Uh, this has uh, been a, a wild start here to free agency. A whole lot of signings. We're going to make our way through a lot of them. I will tell you, though, Saturday, July 8th, NBA Summer League meet and greet at the MGM Sportsbook and at the MGM Grand. The Sportsbook within the Grand. So Saturday, July 8th at 4 p.m. local time if you want to come see us and the Athletic NBA Show guys. There it is. All right. Fantastic. Hit the like button if you're joining us live. Let's get over 1,000 likes tonight because everybody's pumped up. NBA teams committed over $1 billion in salaries over the first hour of free agency, guys. That's right. Put your pinkies to your lips. $1 billion. $1 in the first hour and we had a lot of guys staying put, as expected. Let's start with Kyrie Irving and the Mavericks agreeing to a three-year, $126 million deal. We got a player option on this one, Tass. But three years for Kyrie, not quite max, but 126. What do you think? The Mavs made a big deal to get Kyrie, made this happen Months ago, it felt like Kyrie was going to sign here. A little disappointed that we didn't get any reviews of the potential meetings Kyrie was going to have <laughs> with other teams, though. That's the disappointing part. Was supposed to meet with the Phoenix Suns. Was supposed to meet with the Houston Rockets, huh? Uh, so that's the disappointing part. We expected this, though. Um, although, yeah, the max part not happening, a little confusing. Don't really have an answer for that. Yeah, while Kyrie had planned uh, earlier in the day to take all these these meetings with other teams about free agency, he decided that that three years, $126 million, that was great. That was enough. <laughs> Quote, we planned to take the meetings, but decided that Dallas would be our place. That's what his agent told CBS Sports I saw on Twitter. So Trey, Kyrie, uh, as expected, staying in Dallas for now. Yeah, would have loved to have seen the pitch decks, but uh, apparently the big time number, $42 million basically per season is what did it. You know, Kyrie will likely be the highest paid free agent 
of this free agent class on a annual basis. And like Tass is saying, it's not quite a max, but it's still a number that you bring to Kyrie Irving with respect, getting the relationship off on a good foot, which honestly is something you have to be cognizant of with Kyrie. But I think pretty smart of the Mavs to not go for a full five years. So that's good on their part. Kyrie, I'm sure, is happy to get a player option in his third season of this deal, which is going to be interesting for the Mavericks, but it kind of feels like every season is a player option for Kyrie Irving. So who cares if it's in year three or year one or year two? I would say every month, every game is a player option for a guy like Kyrie Irving. But uh, yeah, he is staying there in Dallas. I'll keep moving with some pace, but if you guys if you guys have more to say about a particular player and signing, jump in because we have so much here to get through. Our next deal has another star staying with his team, and it is Chris Middleton and the Bucks agreeing to a three-year, $102 million deal. And yes, he has a player option as well. Anytime we know player option, of course, that's in the final year. Trey, you can get us started on this one. Um, Chris Middleton for 102, three years. Not too, too bad, I would say. Yeah, I think this is about what we were expecting, and it feels like player options are going to be flying around like crazy uh, for a lot of these contracts. Uh, Just a good way to get somebody to agree, and maybe just the landscape has changed in the next couple of seasons. Maybe you're worried about the Middleton contract as the years go on, but the Bucs obviously value continuity. He's been there, won a championship with Giannis. He's his second most important player alongside Drew Holiday on the Bucs on the offensive end especially, so... Once he was sitting there with Adrian Griffin and once the Bucks may were out of the Bradley Beal sweepstakes, it was kind of a done deal that Middleton was going to be coming back. And this is a pretty fair number for him. Chris Middleton, yeah, 34 opting out of a $40 million option uh, a little while ago. I think everybody's happy here. Uh, I, I assume the Bucks know that Chris Middleton is fully healthy and I just mentioned that because he had, you know, a bit of a, a cleanup surgery on that same knee that bothered him last year. But he did end the series, season well. He went into the postseason, and they did just sort of ramp him up. And we're talking about, yeah, as, as Trey said, Giannis is number two guy. He has to be playing at an all-star level for them to be a championship team. They have experience with turning uh, guys or, or, you know, rehabilitating guys from injury like Brooke Lopez. And so I just bring that up because, yeah, that surgery is a a little perplexing. But at the same time, you look at this number, he was there, you know, along with Yannis Tetacumpo doing all the the coach interviews and and, uh, got Adrian Griffin on board and everybody seemed to be, uh, yeah, kosher with that. Now we just got to get Brooke Lopez signed up. But uh, that's that's. Still TBD, but mm-hmm. looks like they, they are bringing the boys back for uh, one more run. Just Brooke, it's Brooke's turn now. Yeah, I have no problems with the, obviously, years here, the money that he got, especially when he took less, could have opted in for that 40-plus, like you said. My only concern with Middleton, especially after the injuries and him getting up in age, is how good is he defensively still? Um, not worried about his shooting, not worried about his scoring. Um, I don't think that's going to leave him anytime soon, but... He appeared over the last little bit, and it might be injury-related to or age-related, that he's slipped a little bit defensively. This guy, I think, for a long time was one of the most underrated sort of perimeter defenders in the league. But that's gone away a little bit. So, you know, for them to, like, compete for another championship, they'd be ecstatic if he got back to those older levels on the defensive end. But otherwise, yeah, we weren't surprised by this one. Nor this one. 
which I think was the first news of the free agency kickoff here at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that is Draymond Green and the Warriors agreeing to a four-year, $100 million deal. Maybe the surprising part, Tass, you tell me, was the player option that Draymond Green has in that fourth year. What do you think about Draymond for four and 100? This is a very much a respect contract. Four years, 100 mil, pay Dre till he's 37 years of age. I don't think the player option was the surprising part, but the fourth year was a bit surprising. He's being extended, you know, obviously years past uh, Clay Thompson here. So that part's uh, a little surprising. Mike Dunleavy Jr. in his new role, doing Draymond right here, doing Steph right by getting him signed. All that chatter about the Kings, uh, a pile of hooey, they got him. And and an annual number that's totally fine. Uh, It's lower than uh, some... Even even I expected around that 30 mil mark. So at 25, shouldn't hamper them too much. Bringing the boys back for another run. But four was is kind of surprising. I mean, he's going to be pretty old at the end of this thing. Yeah, Slater has the breakdown at The Athletic, uh, Anthony Slater. The first-year salary on Draymond Green's new four-year extension, $22.3 million. So quite low. That was a negotiation key for the Warriors, wrote Slater. His declined player option was for $27.6 million. So this slices... That projected repeater tax bill by somewhere around 40 plus million dollars, just like coming to this new agreement with Draymond Green. So, TK, thoughts on this one? Yeah, it was Draymond scratching the Warriors back and the Warriors scratching Draymond's back here. He saved him money on the luxury tax payments early on, so they give him a player option at the end of this contract that coincides with Steph Curry's contract being up, right? So if Draymond and Steph decide at the end of Steph's deal, it's over. Draymond can go and find another contract or hop on with somebody else, uh, perhaps for that fourth season. So yeah, four for tw- for 100, 25 million per season. And like you're saying, it's broken down different year by year. That's completely fine. We're talking about Vucevic. We're talking about Pirtle making 20 million per year. Draymond is one of the best defenders in the league and obviously a key part of the Warriors dynasty. It is a little bit of a thank you contract as well. The dude's earned it, so I'm happy for him. Another guy staying put, Kyle Kuzma and the Wizards agreeing to a four-year, $102 million deal. So this was one of the guys that a lot of us thought, oh, he might be on the move. You know, he's on the he's on the list of a lot of people's uh, available free agents, could go somewhere. You know, was it going to be the Kings? Was it going to be the Pacers? Was it going to be some other team? Maybe the Rockets. And in the end, he gets sort of the bag here from Washington Trey for four years, $102 million. Uh, I honestly thought he might get more. So... You know, this wasn't that crazy to me in the end, uh, you know, basically 25 and a half mil. And it's kind of funny to think when uh, Kuzma was not dealt at the deadline, we thought, oh, okay, he's just going to come back to Washington. But then when he opted out of his deal, we're like, oh, he's going to get a big deal somewhere. Maybe the Kings will do it. Maybe he'll be the one to take all the money from the Houston Rockets. Uh, But the simplest thing won out. He's just going back to Washington where we might see the most hilarious team in the NBA, Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma fighting each other to see who can take the most shots per game. Uh, But this is fine. 
25 and a half million dollars a year. That's a tradable contract. So we're going to be talking Kuzma at every single trade deadline. He might be the new John Collins here, the way he's going to come up every single year, time after time, as somebody a contender could take on, as somebody an up-and-coming team could take on. So the la- we haven't heard the last of Kyle Kuzma trade rumors, I don't think. I do hope we get a like a, a Carlton Will Smith end-of-the-game scenario where they're fighting over the ball, Pool and Kuzma. For oh, a yeah. shot. They should just replicate that scene just for the memes and the gifs and the tweets that it would generate. Uh, Tass, thoughts on Kuz? <laughs> uh, the Kuz, uh, definitely a contract that will be traded down the line. It, it sure feels like. He won't finish his time in Washington this four years? <laughs> no, no. No way. And when you look at uh, their roster construction for this season, we've talked about how they have to get to that 90% of the salary cap number before opening night. And so they have to pay somebody. So this is a smart move uh, to, to have him on the roster and to be able to turn him into an asset a little bit later on because they're not paying anybody after trading Bradley Beal. They do have pool under contract, uh, but they have such small deals behind Jordan Poole that this makes sense. And yeah, looking at, at it sort of all together as an aggregate, what they got for Beal and then Chris Paul, what they got for Porzingis, and now what they'll get for Kuzma, maybe it'll be a little bit more decent <laughs> at the end of the day. We're already good. trading Kyle Kuzma, oh, yeah. the guy just signed today. It's not even oh, official. Yeah, yeah. There's Incredible. no way. I Who's going to yeah, score I... more? Who's going to score more on the on the Wizards next year? Pool or Kuzma? Per game. 100% right. pool. Pool, 100%. 100% pool? Yeah. I might take that bet with you. You want to make a Wizards oh, yeah, score go. bet? I'll take that. I'll take, I'll take a virtual bet. All right, sure. Why not? That's uh, good. That's I mean, good. that's a good... It's a good pick. Trey, where would you go if you had to pick one or the other? Pool, Kuzma, <laughs> they have to play 65 games. It's in the CBA. To qualify, for of all course, bets. yes. Um, who scored um, more? I got to go Pool. I think he, I just yeah. think he has the ball more often. Okay. But uh, Skeets, you'll be loving it every time you see Kyle Kuzma just grab the ball off the glass on the defensive end because you know he ain't passing it when he no. brings it up. So no. just get that shot up. You got to I mean, hope he averages 10 boards a game. The guy already averaged, what, 21 and a half points per game? With yep. with two other guys that scored over 20 points per game? <laughs> now it's just down to one other guy. There we Why go. can't Kuz go for 27 a game? Why not, I say? Uh, Poole so came, staying, Poole came off the bench. Uh, the game winners with Kyle Kuzma don't count as 10 points. Like He'll hit, he'll hit plenty of game winners. He seems like he hits more big shots. That's for sure. <laughs> he also seems like he shoots like 40% from three, but he's not even close. No. Uh, all right. The other big name that is staying put. Jeremy Grant sticking in Portland, agreeing to a five-year, $160 million deal. Tass, were you shocked at all by the numbers with this one, uh, with Jeremy Grant in Portland? Well, you betcha. Uh, Definitely shocked with that big a number, 32 per year. And then you look at it, as we've talked about, in the classic factory, the way the new TV deal is going to break down, will $32, $32 million be all that much for a very, very good, almost borderline all-star? I won't even call him a borderline all-star. I'll call him an almost borderline all-star because it feels like that's what Jeremy <laughs> He's Grant almost is. on the borderline. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was in discussions. Convincing. So it's, not, it's not all that much, and it is a co- tradable contract as well if it goes in that direction, which it could in Portland. But it, it, it feels like a lot. But him, it's still in his prime. I guess it's not a, a guy who will 
always play both ends. Uh, and somebody would want him. Like, we just saw what Harrison Barnes signed for at 18 per. I know it's far less, but it, I, they're sort of in the same category, even though Jeremy Grant's a, you know, a better player, better overall score. It's like you'd, you'd want them both on your team in any instance. And I think the 30 is not, it's not going to be, it's not going to look as terrible as it does right this second. It pays to be Damian Lillard's friend. No doubt. <laughs> That's what I thought when I saw this one. Jeez. Wow, I gotta, but, I gotta become buddies with Dame. <laughs> but what was his last contract? His last contract was also, you know, fairly juicy. And I guess, yeah, maybe to your point, you just gotta, you just gotta be buds. I mean, that was that was the the Pistons contract that uh, was it three for sixty, I guess, or so. That's a lot mm-hmm. less. Yeah, <laughs> You're, temper, you said it, so. man. Thirty two million here for a guy that's you know never made an All Star game. I guess he potentially could. I think. Sure, is there one maybe in his future, too? I don't know. Maybe. That might be even a reach. You'd have to be on a good team for that to happen, too. But, Trey, what do you think? I think this is way too much and way too long and too big of a deal for Jeremy Grant. The guy's going to be 30 years old during this season. You're going to be paying him $32-plus when he's 35 years old. Hasn't made an all-star team. We're talking about he's maybe on the borderline. The only reason he got this big of a contract is because of when he became a free agent. With Damian Lillard's status up in the air for Portland... This is a crazy, crazy overpay. If it was three years uh, at $32.5 million for every for every season, that looks a lot better. But, I mean, 160 is a lot for a guy who can score, who can do a little bit of everything, uh, but isn't taking you to the next level. And when he's been the second-best player on the team, they're winning like 33% of their games. So uh, this is a crazy move for me. Any thoughts, I, Cass? I, I ain't mad. I ain't mad at it. When, when you look at his well, numbers. It's not your money. No, but uh, as a, <laughs> I know it's just the, the number on its own. That's single $160 million. It looks humongous. But we just talked about Kuzma making $25.5 million versus Jeremy Grant at $32 million. Yeah, the age thing, it's, that's a fair point by Trey. We're going to pay him into his mid-30s. But like, why is Jeremy lot. Grant going to get any – is he going to get better? He no. probably is who he is, which is, yeah. like you said, a, a f- totally fine, acceptable player. He's not a second banana. He's a third banana that you're right. paying 30 mil for. So it's it's going to look better with a bigger salary cap. That's that's for sure, that, that when you're eating this much of a salary cap. But, yeah, I mean, he can look fantastic as a third player on a good team. Uh, and he did a little bit in the Nuggets playoff run, and that's why the Pistons decided to sign him. He's just got to be on a good team, and, and then everybody will say, okay, that's all right, you know, in that sort of Aaron Gordon mold. But he's, he can't be a guy he's – not he's not that much of a game changer. He needs better players to really impact the game. But the problem so, then is that Lillard is making even more money than Jeremy Grant is, and now Jeremy Grant is making this much. It's impossible to bring in a third guy – who makes him the third guy because of where he's at yeah. salary cap wise? He's just unless it's, up too unless much it's scoot as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Like I slight concern. This could be a tough contract to trade, even like moving forward, uh, and because of the new CBA and that uh, you know we're already seeing like it feels like Zach Levine and his sort of contract is tough to trade. And people are like, oh, that's you know that's still a lot of money there. Um, and I know it's not. As bad as that, but 
he's a lesser player than Zach Levine too. We'll see. I mean, look, I think they got sort of painted into the corner here with this whole Damian Lillard thing, and I really do believe it's related to that as as them going to get him and him being a buddy with Dame and building around him, and he probably is very vocal about him wanting to still be there. So we'll see. Quick note, though, about the Kings. Uh, when you look at these deals for the, the free agent small forwards, Middleton, 3 for 102. Kuzma, 4 for 102. Jeremy Grant, 5 for 160. Uh, you know, we'll get to Cam Johnson. We'll get to Bruce Brown. Harrison Barnes at 3 for 54 million. That's pretty damn good. That's good looking value. I know he's an older guy too, but there were some people saying, oh, Kings, Kings panicked. You know, they overpaid. Ah, uh, they did it. That You look silly if you said that now because I think that looks really, really good in comparison to some of these guys, Trey. Uh, exactly, especially for him being the fourth or fifth option even sometimes uh, for the starting lineup for the Kings. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, this morning we were talking about what the Kings did, bringing back Harrison Barnes and how it was a little bit underwhelming considering the excitement after their draft day moves. Just smart stuff. The continuity is going to pay off and probably having – uh, a cheaper contract, you're probably getting, what, 80% of Jeremy Grant at a third of the price, yeah. basically? Yeah, they still have moves to make. Uh, this Blazers retool, whatever you want to call it, is really interesting because, uh, Trey, you mentioned just what their pecking order is. How can Jeremy Grant become a third guy with the way that their salary cap is broken down? The way they can do it is trading Simon's and Nurkic, and or, you know, and to package those two. So they, they have work to do, that's for sure. They're, they're trying to convince Damian Lillard as we speak. I mean, at least that's sort of admirable that they're trying to do that. Uh, it's going to be an interesting July to see if they can move. Like, they're probably calling uh, the Raps continuously. Can OG come on over? Uh, can, we, can we entice you? But that ship may have sailed already. Uh, unless Lillard says blow this thing up. So that's a fascinating one. So for everybody joining us live right now on YouTube that's uh, trickling in here, we love to see it. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks. We do a daily show. Uh, hell, we do a lot of shows even when there is no basketball throughout the week. So hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Uh, here are the five players staying put that we've gone over. Kyrie with the Mavs, Middleton with the Bucks, Draymond with the Warriors, Kuzma with the Wizards, and uh, Jeremy Grant there with the Blazers as we just talked about so i guess the biggest name as of 8 37 p.m eastern here on friday night uh left on the the free agency you know top five board fred van vliet we are waiting on freddie uh to to make a decision is he staying with the raptors for probably less money but longer term or is he going to take that two-year like 84 85 million dollar deal from the rockets if you believe the rumors Tass, uh, is that the decision freddie's sort of making here and, and and in doing so is holding up all the other potential rocket signings yeah freddie just cut bait let's just start anew in houston uh it seems it seems like he's really talking to both sides or and yeah and you know, it's his, it's his first love in Toronto. So, uh, yeah, maybe he's taking his time and not saying no to them right now. Uh, but, yeah, as a Raps fan, it would it would be, I don't know, just a, just a little bit of a palate cleanser, a little bit refreshing to see a, a new backcourt, even though what the hell are they going to do with that backcourt if Fred leaves? Uh, but yeah, I kind of want to see it, see it happen. And, and the Rockets, two years and a monster deal for Fred – Makes sense. It would be wild 
to see him get the most annual uh, dollar value, uh, which could happen. He could even surpass Kyrie's yeah. 42 if they pay him 45 per, but they do have to pay somebody to get to that 90%. So it would make sense. Uh, I think that that guy has to be their number one, number two, number three option, because if they don't get him, this Dylan Brooks and even the Brooke Lopez to some degree, it just doesn't make as much sense. They need somebody that would, that'll be their point guard. That's older than 20 and a half years old. Cause they got so many damn young guys. Trey, he's from Rockford, uh, Illinois. Freddie, can you text him and say, hey, can you do this while we're live on the air? Can you make a decision? Are you going to Toronto? Are you sticking there with four for whatever, you know, 130, whatever? Or are you going to go to Houston for four for 85 or two for 85? Uh, my dad lives very close to Rockford. Well, so I'll go. text him and see if he can take something over to uh, the water park there because I'm sure Van Vliet will stop by during the summertime. Uh, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get some clarification here. At the very least, it feels like teams are or players are happy to be using the Houston Rockets for cap space leverage. Everybody's like, yeah, 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 I would think about going to the Rockets. But what do you want to pay me? After all of these, you know, reported signings here today, uh, I saw it going around right before we jumped on live that it was like the Rockets with like 60 million plus in cap space and that it was like a massive drop-off. I think it went to the Spurs maybe next and some of that was dependent on Trey Jones and how they approached his contract down to like 30 million and then obviously less. It's like the Rockets have all the money left and we're just waiting. We're, we're really waiting on Fred Van Vliet to make a decision, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And then the Rockets like either get Van Vliet and they start filling in the rest of their roster with the leftover money or Van Vliet says, okay, I'm going back to Toronto. They come to an agreement. It would probably be four years. It would probably be in the ballpark of, let's say, $130 million, uh, at least of more than $120 million. And then the Rockets like make all their moves after that because we're waiting on Brooke Lopez and Dylan Brooks and, and a couple of these names. But this one... This one was a little surprising. Bruce Brown. Bruce. Agreeing to a two-year, $45 million deal with the Pacers. But, 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 Zach Lowe says that second-year task is a team option. Um, But thoughts on the Pacers just stealing Bruce Brown from the Nuggets and from some of these other teams that really wanted him, uh, most notably the Lakers. That's a freaking unbelievable number. Uh, <laughs> the, the team option, so they make the decision next year if uh, we're going to go ahead with this or I suppose um, could flip them at, at the deadline this year. I, I guess that could be an option, uh, which sounds a little crazy. Uh, but they also wanted to spend their bucks somewhere. Uh, they had cap room. So they got a desirable asset, even if it's – for a really high number, they can flip it at some point. Uh, but that's a that's a monster, a monster number, making up for years where he didn't make enough money. Yeah, this was the first one that came through on Twitter, Trey, where I was like, nah, that's a fake account. I was like, hold on, hold on. Somebody got us. That's a fake Woj. That's a fake Shams, whoever uh, first reported this one. And you had to do a little digging, like, hold on, is it really $45 million? Was that a typo? But uh, it's true, and again, then Zach Lowe coming through with the team option on the second year, which changes it a little bit, like, let's be honest, uh, because you could start looking at it really as sort of a a one-year for $20 plus. But your thoughts on uh, the Pacers and how Bruce Brown fits with that team. Do you like it? 
I love it. I think this is really smart. This is similar to like how JJ Redick got to the 76ers once upon a time. Uh, back in the day, they just offered him a huge one-year number, said, come and try and help our team, and we'll see how it goes. That went okay for them. Uh, not 100% perfect, though, as you Kawhi Leonard fans will remember. Um, but yeah, I think this is pretty smart uh, from the Pacers, because we talked about earlier today how Bruce Brown was going to basically have his choice of anywhere to go for the mid-level exception if he wanted it. The only way a team could beat that is by going over the top, which the Pacers quite obviously did, almost doubling up uh, the mid-level exception. Very enticing. And also, I'm guessing Bruce Brown will probably start for them, uh, which is also something that Hmm. has to be considered a perk here, right? Like, it'll probably be Halliburton, likely Matherin. And then I'm guessing Bruce Brown is probably slotted in at the forward there, especially since they're an up-tempo sort of team anyways. He'd fit in really nicely, so I think it's worth it uh, to see how his veteranship helps out the team, how his kind of glue guy status just enhances everybody, and then you'll see if it works after the first year, bring him back for the second year, because the the cap number is going to be going up anyways, the contract's going to look okay, and the Pacers have so many young guys already that you can afford to overpay at one spot. Yeah, it's been sort of cool to see Nuggets fans tasks like almost happy for Bruce here, obviously helping them win a championship and doesn't feel like there's any hard feelings or something like that. The Nuggets were in a tough spot. They could only obviously, you know, give him a very small amount, uh, at least to his uh, trade market, and uh, and then extend him and get there maybe eventually. But I like to see that uh, NBA players really are just like us. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's another job? Giant payday? Yeah. Okay, I like my job here, but what? Hold on, they're paying how much more? Yeah, I'll go. I'll try and make it work there. I'll try and be happy there, too. That's what anybody else would do in basically any other profession. You leave when they're, like, throwing a bag at you. And uh, that's what Brucey did here. So good on him here for getting this deal. And then he comes back and uh, has his retirement party and wins a couple more titles with his previous team. I mean, he could go back at some point. Although the the Pacers... You know, they look start looking at their roster and Halliburton being the center of that team. There's going to be a surprise team in the Eastern Conference, and I don't know anything Bruce Brown touches. It feels like is going to be a damn good team. So there could be a surprise team there. It is interesting to see how it all shakes out uh, with their their lineups uh, because you know Buddy still has to shoot the ball um, and and Matherin likely yeah probably going into starting role. They had such a hole at the four last year. And Bruce kind of fits it. And I guess the Max Truce offer sheet, or a rumored offer, I should say, uh, that they had out there didn't work out, obviously, because uh, Max is moving on uh, somewhere else. But they had money to spend. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it nearly happened to the minute when we were talking about it. Oh, if it only happened. Mere three minutes prior, when we said, hey, Trey, could you uh, talk to your dad, maybe uh, get something to uh, Rockford, Illinois, talk to Fred Van Vliet, help him make a decision. It's happened, Tass. Fred Van Vliet has agreed to a three-year, $130 million deal with the Houston Rockets, is what I'm seeing here. Why does that board say Raptors? (laughs) Conflicting reports. Why oh, does no. that say Raptors there, my man Jerome? That, that's me. I will go back to oh, the my you bad. son of a bitch. <laughs> You've been... I'll, I'll get back on that. We've got the Raptors, man. Oh, you have egg on your face because you were just praying Fred Van Vliet was coming back to Toronto. Take the board down. Get it the fuck out of here. It's wrong. Van Vliet is going to the Rockets for three years. 
$130 million. Task? Three years. Yeah, That's three years, 130. I mean, this is happening right this second. It just came through from Woj. Yeah, I'm a little surprised at the, that third year, considering they're going to be paying some of their guys their second contracts during that third year. I thought mm -hmm. it would be two years, and it made a heck of a lot of sense uh, for the, the two years because you have to pay somebody, pay an adult to basically chaperone your kids for the next two years. But uh, Jalen Green's going to be a maxi. <laughs> He's going to be probably close to a max, I'm guessing, in that 25, 26 year. So you're going to be paying Fred 40, Jalen 40. I mean, these are just wild numbers that I'm throwing out there that don't seem real, but that's probably the money you're going to be throwing out there. Uh, Jabari Smith as well is going to be making a large payday. So that third year is an interesting one if it's guaranteed. Right. It could um, be declining. We don't, you know, we don't yeah. know the details. This is just happening right now, right this second. This is amazing. I love this. Uh, uh, I love I, the first two years, though. I absolutely adore the first two years. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great lot. move. Talked I think about it's a, it a lot on this morning's podcast. Uh, we love the idea of Van Vliet uh, in Houston there, especially what we thought was going to be two years is now three years, $130 million. Trey, chime in here. What do you think? Fred Van Vliet is one of the top 20 paid players in the NBA. <sighs> yeah, he is. That's not yourself, right. baby. <laughs> That's too much money, uh, but perfectly timed for Fred Van Vliet. Uh, the Rockets needed a veteran. They needed a organizing point guard, somebody who knows how to run a show. And they had to figure out a way to spend $60 million. So 42.5 in one fell swoop. That'll do, but man, that is a big time deal. I'm not too worried about the three years. It seems like just solid negotiating from Fed, Fred Van Vliet. We heard the two for 85 to 90 number. Then we heard rumors that the Raptors were maybe going to go for a four for 130. So surely he went and called back the Rockets and said, hey, they're going to go four years. You want to go another one? They said, yeah, sure. What do we got to waste? We're going to have one guy coming up for a contract in a couple of years here. They're able to do it. So crazy overpay uh, for Fred Van Vliet. But them's the circumstances. Um, so Tass, you'll like this. Uh, it's not a declining contract. It's the opposite. Uh, <laughs> 41 million the first year, 43 the next, 45 million in the third year. That's from Bobby Marks. Shout out to the stream team for helping us out here as this happens live. We'll take your word for it. Uh, wow. What? What the I'm... hell is that? I mean, I don't want the the thing to call a fake tweet isn't a uh, escalating salary, but I feel like that's fake. I feel like why why does that make any so this sense. guy's this is the this is max money here. Crazy, yes. Van Vliet, max. Hey, look, I love Van Vliet. I mean, we can say goodbye here as Raptors fans now. I mean, incredible. Like what this guy has done in this league. This guy just got a max contract. Guy was undrafted. <laughs> this is wild. Um, and and is, has the chip, and obviously he's made an All Star game, and 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 all that. But yeah, you're right, Trey. It's a funny way to put it. Like. One of the most top paid players in the league, but he's not an all-NBA player. He's a good... Look, he's going to help this Rockets team. They're going to win like 10 more games. In addition to Udoka and these other pieces that are probably come after this. But a part of it will be Van Vliet. If healthy, running that team with the kids as he called them, Tass. It will result in more Ws, but holy crap... I will say I'm ecstatic the Raptors are not the ones like paying this sort of deal. I thought it would be four years, $130 million. And this guy gets three years, $130 million. Yeah, that, it's 
he's a great role model. So he's worth paying him uh, a, a yeah. lot of money to, <laughs> to show him. You want to come from Rockford, Illinois, and, and be an undrafted player and be a winner in this league. This is what you got to do. Uh, but, yeah, paying him uh, towards the end of that contract, that third year is a little, yeah, it's 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 a great negotiating move um, by Fred Van Vliet's camp. They showed them the Raptors offer, I'm sure, and said, hey, you got to come close to this. Uh, if you're not going to offer a fourth year, Give us a third and uh, give us a freaking lot of money. Um, so, yeah, a great, great negotiation there. He obviously became the free agent at the right time. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, he's, it is strange because he's not going to be an all-star next year, but he's going to make 40 mil. Not That's an all-star because they won't have a great enough record. No, uh, no. It's highly <laughs> too many good guards in the West. Uh <laughs> Yeah, a lot of factors here. Wow. Okay, three years, 130. Fred Van Vliet, uh, we'll miss you. He is going to the Houston Rockets. Oh, my God. Love the breaking news here uh, live on the air. If you're just joining us as the numbers tick up, 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 hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. I just got to go bet on myself. I'll be be right back. (laughs) Yeah, man. That is, uh, that's exactly what you should do. Oh, he is leaving. I thought he was doing a bit there for a second, but uh, Tess is stepping off for a second. Um... I guess we'll jump back into it. Let's go with the Lakers here, Trey, because we were talking about Bruce Brown and how the Pacers got him and the Lakers were targeting him. But they did some things. Gabe Vincent, who I thought was going to replace Van Vliet in Toronto. No, he's going to the Lakers three years, $33 million to sign with the LA Lakers. Torian Prince, uh, I didn't see the details on his contract, but he finalized a deal or is finalizing a deal with the Lakers. And then this one, as we went live, is uh, Rui Hachimura staying in LA with the Lakers three years, $51 million. So just to go over that, Rui staying three years, 51, Gabe coming here from Miami three years, 33, and then Torian Prince coming to the Lakers as well uh it, you know looking at it as a package here how do you feel about how the lakers have done today also they are bringing in cam reddish on a contract as well which i mean uh, that's okay. just for completions sake you know sure. so just uh, to get the mention in here i actually like what the lakers are doing reddish accepted doesn't really change my opinion on what they've done so far but bringing back Rui, i think is smart he showed in the playoffs that he can be a valuable part of their rotation with the size and the scoring he can give them. Uh, we just have to see playoff Rui during the regular season more regularly uh, for the Lakers. I also like bringing in Gabe Vincent. I think he's a really solid player. He's going to help from a shooting perspective, from a creation perspective, and he brings it defensively. I'm always a little nervous when you sign a Miami Heat culture guy away from Heat right. culture. Doesn't always go well. Just ask Josh Richardson. Just ask Tyler Johnson, just ask Hassan Whiteside. There are many cases of a guy turning it around in Miami and then not having the same success in other places. But I at least think this is a good dice roll uh, for the Lakers because Gabe Vincent seems to be a pretty solid player. And at the very least, they need some point guard help. They're also apparently looking at still bringing back D'Angelo Russell. And then I think Torian Prince is a valuable death piece. I think he will be able to guard threes, 
fours a little bit, can shoot the three well enough uh, to be a bench guy. I think he's basically a better version of Troy Brown Jr., who they had last year. I was just going to say, didn't the Lakers and Wolves just swap uh, Torian Prince and Troy Brown yeah. Jr.? <laughs> They're like, okay, exactly. we'll, we'll yeah. try out your guy, you try out our guy. I mean, similar uh, similar players. Tassie jumping back in here. We were just talking about the Lakers, Gabe Vincent and uh, Rui Hachimura staying. I guess we're waiting on Austin Reeves and how much money he's going to get. They do want to bring back D'Angelo Russell, if you uh, believe the reports. Thoughts on L.A. here, Tess? Well, the Gabe move, uh, I think, means D'Angelo Russell is gone. Uh, but all in all, uh, when Austin Reeves D'Angelo comes Russell back, to Toronto? Is that what's going to oh, happen? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> he was working out. In the city of Toronto, so D'Angelo Russell might... What? That makes no sense. I, it doesn't seem like a Toronto Raptors player, but... No. Uh, Gabe Vincent, I mean, he kind of seems like a LeBron. A LeBron dude. So, I could, I could, I could see Gabe working uh, pretty well there and, and rolling off an NBA Finals appearance. I'm sure he's got all the confidence in the world. I, I think that's a, a really nice signing for them. All right, let's keep it going here. Uh... Where the heck were we? Uh, let's uh, talk Cam Johnson. He's staying with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I guess I could have included him in those sort of heavy hitters. He was probably making a lot of people's, I don't know, top 12 uh, potential free agents. But he was restricted, and he is staying, like I said, in Brooklyn for a four-year, $108 million deal. So nice little payday here for, uh, for Cam Johnson um, as Brooklyn, as expected, keep him tasks. We didn't think... Uh, they would let him leave being a restricted player. Now they're setting themselves up nicely for the future with Mikel Bridges as their number one type guy and Cam Johnson, uh, a perfect complimentary guy. The only little wrinkle, little, little hiccup that they have is they're paying Ben Simmons, uh, unfortunately. So it's starting, it's feeling like the Brooklyn Nets of old before the, the Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant uh, experiment. Just really solid players across the board. Let's see Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson grow together with a supporting cast. But they are a little hampered with uh, the 40 mil being handed out to Ben Simmons' big shoulders. And we'll see if uh, if Ben is any can add anything. But uh, this is this is a great deal uh, for for a really just as it's the prototypical guy for today's NBA. He's he's perfect. The perfect three and D guy. Uh, perfect complimentary guy. Trey, thoughts on Cam staying in Brooklyn? I think they want him to be more than just a prototypical 3 and D guy if they're paying him this much money. Because that's quite a bit of money for a guy who is a good player, but I think he's a little older than people realize. You know, he's going to be 28 during next season, so this is the prime of his career. He averaged 15 a game last year, which is fine, but you would want a little bit more uh, from your second option. So I'm sure... Uh, the Nets are hoping that he takes a leap forward because they went out and they paid him right away rather than letting him go and get an offer sheet from somebody. They said, we're just going to make it worth your while to stay here. We know you and Bridges have a connection. Uh, we think you are on the upswing of your career. So I think it's worth uh, worth the big deal. And I think he will play to the deal. I don't necessarily know that he's a $25 million player right now, but by the end of this, I bet he will be. And just to stick with Brooklyn, uh, because we're here right before uh, free agency started at 6 p.m. tonight, we we learned that the Nets were sending Joe Harris in a trade and two future second-round picks to Detroit. So the Pistons uh, get a 2027 second-round pick by way of the Mavs and a 2029 second-round pick by way of the Bucks. 
Uh, and by trading Headband Harris there, the Nets created a $19.9 million trade traded player exception. Detroit, by league rules, had to send uh, $110,000 in cash uh, <laughs> back to The bare uh, minimum that you can trade, right? Like, the literal worst thing you could possible trade is what they threw in there. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think you either have to send $110,000 or a top 55 protected future second round pick. <laughs> I think those are league rules that you have to send yeah. that back. But... Uh, I bring this up in in addition to the Cam Johnson thing because Harris was definitely like pushed down the Nets depth chart with Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, then there's Dorian Finney-Smith, there's Royce O'Neal. He had the ankle injuries and, and surgery there. He even said he wasn't the same player that he was a couple years ago. But the Pistons tasks, they bring in a guy that can obviously shoot the ball. I mean, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league, and that's something they struggle with. So they're hoping he gets back a little more healthy. And I could see him playing a role here in Detroit uh, as a guy that can stretch the floor because they have not had a lot of, like, sort of lights-out three-point shooters over the last little while. Uh, so this sort of makes sense for a very, 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 very cheap uh, acquisition. Uh, yeah, they kind of uh, were sort of renting out their cap space in a way. Like, somebody's got to get paid again, so they just said, we'll take it. <laughs> they, we have to pay somebody. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, se- how about a couple second-round picks? So that's what they got paid to take Joe Harris. Hopefully he becomes something close uh, to what he used to be. But really, this could just be uh, a couple second-round picks. So ho- hopefully the injuries have slowed his athleticism down. He just wasn't the same guy uh, last year. So seems more like just a a books play at this point. I mean, yeah, and for Detroit, like, because this happened right before free agency really started, it sort of took them, like, out of the running for any sort of uh, big, fancy free agent signings because I think they went, like, their cap space went from, like, a projected $30 million to, like, $10 million after the Joe Harris trade there, so there's not a whole lot left. Uh, but what do you think, just quickly, Trey, on Joe in Detroit? The price was right, you know? They didn't have to do yeah. much for Joe Harris, uh, and they shouldn't be expecting much from Joe Harris either. But uh, who knows? If he can shoot threes, that helps all of their guards and their big guys who are penetrators and just want to make plays in the paint. You need somebody to shoot from the outside. Bogdanovich is one of them. Maybe Harris will be another. And this is just a fun note for the sickos out there. The Nets create a $20 million trade exception, like I said, by moving Joe Harris. The Nets have five other trade exceptions. They have uh, a lot of them which expire in February. The most notable ones are an $18.1 million trade exception from the Durant trade and a $4.5 million exception from the Kyrie trade. They have three smaller exceptions, but I know what you're wondering. No, you cannot combine all of the trade exceptions into one. That would be great if you could, but you, can not, you can't do that. So uh, they have all these now with uh, this uh, $20 million one here coming in the Joe Harris deal. All right, back to the uh, free agency news from the day. Back to the Raptors. Give me some Raptors news. A little bit more. Jakob Pertl tasks agreeing to a four-year, $80 million deal to stay in Toronto. 20 mil a year for Pertl. Uh, they obviously gave up a first-round pick to get him last year. What do you think of uh, the money here and the years for, uh, for the starting center? Yak, yak, did it. I like this number. Uh, I think it's uh, it's baseline. It's like starting player in the NBA, $20 million. But uh, yeah, can... It's uh, the Vucci line. That's right. Yeah. The old Vucevic line. Uh, yeah, I think this 
is a little bit more optimistic uh, for the Raptors than it is for uh, for the Bulls, uh, considering how uh, the age difference. And uh, Yak was great when he came back uh, this season. And so play, paying him into his prime at $20 million, you got to be happy. As a Raps fan, you know, overall, it's, it's feeling like the same team without Fred Van Vliet right now. And uh, they may be, you know, finding somebody from uh, a UFT run to play point guard for them because that's, that's the confusing no, no, part. No, no, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> I would love a chance. Masai, just give me a chance. I played with Trey on Wednesday night. Did we lose? I don't think we lost the game, actually. We might have you? lost our last game. Okay, we lost one. Yeah. But my request is, uh, <laughs> if I get a chance at point guard, Trey Kirby has to get an opportunity as well. <laughs> We're a combo, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll be cheaper. Like... I'll be cheaper than uh, Pirtle. Yeah, I mean, those are those are the types of names I think the Raptors are going to end up getting. A Trey Kirby and a Jay Skeets. I mean, that's we're, we're looking a little... It's looking a little thin at the guard spot. So, a little like Vooch, $20 bucks. why the heck not? Yak, $20 million, why the heck not? A really solid player, but overall, it ain't looking extremely positive for the outlook for this team. But you make this signing and, and hopes that he's a building block for this team. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Trey talked about it when it happened. You know, they, they did give a first-round pickup for him. So you you were led to believe they would sign him unless it was like an unreal number. And this is not that. I think we're all agreeing. And his age and what he brings, especially defensively, uh, this this always sort of is what we thought it would be, ballpark. Um, Trey, any are you shocked at all or no? No, $20 million is the going rate for starting yeah. centers right now, uh, apparently. Um yeah, the Raptors found out the hard way that you have to have a center in the NBA. You got to actually play a big guy. So they locked one down for the next four seasons. I don't know. How do you guys feel about the Raptors? They're basically, I mean, the Bulls are doing the same thing, running it back with slight changes. The Bulls added to their team. Obviously, Van Vliet is leaving now, so a big hole for the Raptors. But I don't know. I wasn't looking forward to the Bulls running it back necessarily. Are you guys excited about the Raptors basically running it back? Uh... I would be excited if they really, truly commit to Scotty Barnes as the point guard on this team. And I'm not convinced they will, uh, nor can. Um, And so I will probably be less excited when it's like a D'Angelo Russell for crying out loud or something. You know, Uh, uh, I I was hoping to kill Alexander Walker even, uh, but, you know, it sounds like he's staying in Minnesota. There is a big hole, a glaring hole at the point guard position. Unless it's like, Scotty, go ahead, try and learn. We sort of saw the Bucks do that with Giannis like back in the day a little bit. It's like, all right, let's just, just give him the ball. See what happens. Go through the growing pains. That would be a little at least exciting to me. And there's no way I wanted to pay Van Vliet, you know, 40 plus million dollars. But I hear you, Trey. It's a little bit like, ugh, okay. It's tough to get pumped up about a 500 team. Um, uh refreshing new coach maybe you know inspires them a little bit i guess that's a little different than the bulls with darko coming in as the new coach head coach but tass what do you think yeah it's all about scotty the the bulls uh, don't have the same optimism level i would say with any other guys that the raps do with scotty hopefully hopefully i'm just but scotty just had a bad year too of course he did yeah 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 this whole point guard thing i mean yeah he can be like a secondary creator but it's not like it's not like he's dribbling around and through people. It's just not. It's not his thing. Uh, he needs somebody else. They need a point guard, <laughs> and and they need to use Scotty more. But 
Man, he's, it's just not its not him. Like, he, he could be maybe an Andre Iguodala-type point guard, hopefully, one day. But Come on, dream yeah. big. He's Magic Johnson 2.0. He's <laughs> yeah. basically LeBron, man. Give him the ball. Get out of the way. Uh, just about Pirtle, though, I will say, his teams always defend better when he's out there, and they generally outscore opponents when he plays. Like, that's sort of been his MO. They were 15-11 and 11 when they brought Pirtle in sort of uh, last year. So they, they, they improved the defense. He is, like, pretty vital to that end. So I think this is a pretty uh, solid contract for him. Um, and he's got the player option there, fourth year. So good for him. Um, moving on, Herb Jones. He's staying with the Pelicans four years, $54 million, which looks, uh, you know, in some of these other numbers we saw, not that bad. Um, Tass, any thoughts on this one? We'll start moving with some pace here because we get to uh, some smaller names. Herb, yeah, they uh, decided that they wanted to get into a, a long-term negotiation with Herb Jones after just two years in the league, second-round pick, and giving him uh, a big, a big deal for, for him and for yeah, being a, a second-round pick. Um, yeah, overall, this uh, this Pelican situation, you, you look at Herb Jones' contract, sure, should be worth that, even though he had uh, a, a bit of a bad year. In comparison to his first year, you know, he fell back a bit. Like Scotty Barnes that we just talked about was sort of uh, passed on the depth chart by Trey Murphy. But it's a good deal. Um, and, you know, he is not going to make or break this Pelicans team. But they have uh, – they, they now kind of have a lot, of, a lot of the same players and a mm-hmm. glut uh, of players. So it – I like how they at least picked some. You know, they they decided not to pay uh, Jackson Hayes. Uh, same with Willie Hernan Gomez, and they paid this player who is a guy again, like 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 Cam Johnson, but for way cheaper. That uh, a three and D type guy that you want around uh, on your team. So I guess it makes sense in a vacuum. He's he's not taking any uh, taking these Pelicans to a promised land, but the the contract makes sense. TK. I don't really have much else to add. It's like $13 million a year for Herb Jones. Pretty solid yeah. uh, for a rotation guy, and he'll probably, uh, throughout his tenure with the Pelicans, kind of go up and down in the rotation. There will be times when he's an integral part, and there will be times when you're like, they're paying this guy and not Trey Murphy. Uh, it'll look weird, but I think he's good enough that you want to keep him around because he's definitely got NBA skills that really stick out. Okay, uh, let's take a, a quick... Quick intermission here, right? We're almost an hour in, talking nonstop signings. Just going nuts here. We have the breaking news with Van Vliet. We love it. Everybody joining us live on YouTube. It just goes up and up and up. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe, yada, yada, yada. But the intermission, guys, is this. Derek White (laughs) shaved his head. (laughs) New look from White. What do you think, Tassie? Is this the first time you've seen the photo? It's gone, my man. He took off. All that hair that started, you know, way at the back of his head. It's the, first time, it's the first time I've seen this photo. It's definitely the first time Derek White has ever seen himself bald, because I don't think he would have done that if he knew what he was getting into. <laughs> oh, what? You don't like the shape of his head? Yeah, it'll grow back, man. I, I like the summer the summer risk-taking. I like that. I like that in, in somebody. Just, just do something different for the summer. So I ain't mad at it, but I think... Hair is coming back pretty soon. Oh, uh, I don't think it's that bad when you uh, remember what his hair did look like and how far his headband started back. To, uh, Trey, thoughts? 
He has a youthful face. That guy's got a young face, man. Uh, you know, anytime a player with long hair gets short hair, it's notable. Uh, <laughs> I, I miss it, too. I miss his long hair. I can't deny it. You guys already miss his long hair? <laughs> I miss hair. it so bad. It's uh, it unique. Like, if Trey Young ever shaves his head, that'll be weird. You know, there are just guys who, like... It's like when Iverson went from braids to no braids. It's just uh, the change. It's jarring. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly uh, the. This is exactly like Iverson. <laughs> uh, he's got a funny shaped head. He's. Uh, I've said this story before, just quickly. Uh, way back in high school, my buddy Brody, he decided to uh, to to buzz my head. He used a beard trimmer, so that was our first mistake. Uh, I remember we did it in like the uh, in like a, a giant, um, you know, almost like a paint sink you know what i mean like a utility sink uh in the house like a <laughs> yeah, big sure. one um and uh he shaved my head and he just started like laughing like non-stop and i hadn't seen it yet i'm like what's so, like why is it that funny he's like oh you have the worst shaved head ever <laughs> and he was right like i looked insane i looked so <laughs> so bad my head, I got I've got some moles up on there. It's like it is brutal. Uh, so never again. I said I was like I'm never shaving my head again. I was like I have to pray now because it's fairly young, right? It's like high school. I was like I have to pray that I don't go bald, like, and then I keep my hair. And I was like, all right, my mom's father has a good set of hair still. You know, my grandpa. I think that's how it gets passed down. I'm never quite sure, but uh, we're good. <laughs> anyway. You're, uh, back. You're, you're, yeah, you're good. You're safe. What do you mean? Well, you the, said maternal like, grandfather's got a full head of hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm 43 years old. In a, you know, you're in a month or so, right. like, my you're hair right. hasn't gone. I, my hairline's pretty good. Like, I think I'm okay. Number one, you're telling, you're telling, you're not telling facts here. These are alternate facts. You're not 43. Number one. Yeah, I said I'm 43 in a month. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> but you can lose your hair in your 50s. Okay. That's what, I, that's what I've heard. Hey, look. You want to shave my head when it comes to it? Uh, you want a group group head shave this summer? <laughs> no. I just went over <laughs> why I definitely don't. <laughs> group head shave. Yeah, if we're struggling for a B block, we could do that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just I'll buzzing. Okay. Right, Tass, you can't take off those locks, man. You're like, you're both back, of you man. guys. You're like known for your hair. My mom's father had very long hair. So is, is that true? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty, I think that's how it... I don't know. <laughs> that's what they T- say. Trey, you're, you're the, the doctor. Isn't that how the chromosome <laughs> <the past? laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, the pass down from your mom's dad didn't come up in all of my doctor classes, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, somebody fact check me on that. I think I'm right. Unless I've just made that uh, up. That, that is 100% the old wives' tale. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, one for one in my family. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Might be true. I got great hair. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. 
There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Diti, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, let's keep going here. Let's talk about the Cavaliers. Now, the Cavaliers are interesting because there was a tweet going around, and it wasn't from your Woj or Shams. But it was a report that Max Struess had agreed to a four-year, $64 million deal with the Cavaliers. Nobody's confirmed that, uh, that that is indeed what has happened. In fact, I think we've left off with there's like a potential third team getting involved to facilitate Max Struess from the Heat to Cleveland and then a third team uh, you know, getting in the mix. And a lot of people are saying possibly the Spurs are that third team. Unless you guys know something I don't know, I think that's where we left off. And Struess right now is still with the Heat. With a great set of hair. (laughs) He will not shave his head. No. Absolutely not. Uh, Yeah, this is an untrusted source coming through with the Struess tweets. Uh, But everybody's acting like the Miami Heat are losing two of their starters. So I think it's going to go down. Okay. Okay. So maybe Struess finds his way to Cleveland. They have done some other things. They've kept Tass... Karis Levert, two years, $32 million uh, as one of their sort of key components there. And then the minivan is driving up to Cleveland. I don't know how far that drive is. What's Philadelphia to Cleveland? What would you ballpark that? Is that like 10 hours? Is that crazy? Less? Sounds like a lot. Oh, okay, maybe from less. Where? Philadelphia to Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, six hours. Six? <laughs> That's it. Oh, I, I bet they're close, actually. Okay, well, he's, he's in a minivan, remember? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, three years, $26 million. So the Cavs may be getting Struess as of recording this podcast and uh, getting or keeping, I should say, Karis LeVert and bringing in George Niang. Tass, you love, uh, you are you know a, a proud card-carrying member of the Niang gang, so you must be pumped yes. here. But especially your Cleveland Cavaliers, too. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. I would love to ride 
in George Niang's van for six and a half hours, just Googled, from Philadelphia to Cleveland uh, to go play Cleveland Cavaliers back. Some say that I look like Max Struess, so uh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe... Maybe somebody thought that was me signing that four-year, $64 million deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers and reported on it. What am I saying? I, I don't want to get too excited about Max Struess being there because it is a great fit. There's no doubt. Uh, they were searching last year uh, for that small forward, so he would really, really help out um, if if uh, he is that guy. Otherwise, yeah, they've solidified their bench greatly, but the money, I, I don't know the the cap ramifications here. If they are able to add eight and a half for Niang um, and still sign Struess, I'm not 100% certain on that, but it feels like those are all players that would help them. No, So that, that would all sort of make sense. Trey, what do you think? If Struess finds his way there or, or even does it, keeping Karis LeVert at that deal and bringing Niang in, do you like this, what Cleveland's done here in the first couple hours? I think it's fine. Uh, I think bringing Levert back on a pretty cheap deal is totally worth it uh, just because he's, I mean, he's a streaky guy and he's never what we're expecting. Uh, The idealized version of Karis Levert, we never really see that for long stretches uh, of time, but the price is okay. Uh, Niang, I think, will be helpful just because the Cavs, as constructed, need shooting if they're going to be playing Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Huge minutes, which obviously they are as they're foundational parts of their team at this time. Struess, I guess you got to hope uh, that the deal goes through and that his shooting is real because I feel like he's kind of a streaky guy uh, as well as we saw great in the Eastern Conference Finals, not so great in the NBA Finals. So is he like a 40% three-point shooter? Is he a 36% three-point shooter? They have to hope on the 40. He's also kind of small, I would say, which means if you're going forward with a, with a starting lineup that's going to have two small guards in Mitchell and Garland, and then Max Struess is at the, at the three. You got to hope that uh, Mobley and Allen are up for the challenge once again. The Cavs are just turning into a funny team. I think that George Niang on the Cavs will be Tass's number one most talked about player next season. <laughs> it's just yep. the perfect combination of player and team to hear about. So I think the Cavs are going after the right players. They got holes on the wing and they need some shooting. Yeah. Karis LeVert is, uh, you know, in keeping him at that deal, I, I got no issues with that. He's just such an innings eater, too, right? Uh, obviously, like, a, a, an above-average player. He played pretty well in the playoffs, from what I can re- recall there, um, even though it came in the first-round loss. So, yeah, he sticks and Yang there, and then we'll see about this truce. But we'll move on to Trey Kirby's Chicago Bulls. Now, we already knew about the Vucevic re-signing. Uh, for the uh, the Vucci line of $20 million per year. Uh, but they also made some other moves here today. And they are the Bulldog going to the Bulls, Javon Carter agreeing to a three-year $20 million deal with Chicago. And then Kobe White staying in Chicago three years, anywhere between $33 million and $40 million. Maybe $40 million is with incentives. Uh, we've yep. seen both of those numbers. I just put 40 there on the lower third. But Carter and Kobe, TK, what do you, what do you think? Point guard was definitely a position of need for the Bulls. When Patrick Beverly came in last year, like probably the definition of replacement level starting point guard, just having that level of point guard play turned the Bulls into a completely competent team. So Javon Carter, basically a younger, better version of Patrick Beverly. He's going to bring it from a defensive intensity standpoint. 
The Bulls are hoping he is a 40% three-point shooter like he was last season, but hasn't necessarily been in other years uh, in his career. But maybe they're hoping a homecoming uh, keeps him hot from outside. And Kobe White really improved. He was a guy who I would have been happy for the Bulls to say goodbye to heading into last season, but he's gotten better as a defender. He's a much better playmaker. His handle is a lot tighter, and he was one of the few players on the Bulls who would actually let it fly from three. So I think bringing him back on a pretty team-friendly deal is good stuff. Now they are unfortunately hard-capped, so they're going to have to find out a way to bring back Io for probably like a $5 million contract and then get some random veteran minimum dudes uh, on the wing because they're still such a tiny, tiny team right now. But I thought Carter was a pretty good curveball that nobody was really expecting and bringing him in I think he'll fit really nice in Billy Donovan's system because it's all about forcing turnovers getting deflections and that's something he's great at yeah I, I thought that was a great little uh, pick up there uh, for the for the Bulls Tass any thoughts on these additions yeah not a lot to add other than hopefully they this, these guys stay healthy and then these guys along with Caruso can uh, can get them out running and they can be a great defense like they were last year, and they can just sort of get uh, a bit of an identity from the get-go. And, you know, they've got the offensive players. Uh, so if they have that defensive tacity with a couple of these guys, DeRozan and Levine are healthy. I don't know. I guess on paper it sort of makes sense. You know, you surround the, the scores. What's that? The Bulls are back. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe uh, you would say that. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope we can say it. I hope we can say like, there's scores on this team. Add a few scrappy players. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, on, on paper it kind of makes sense. All right, here's a point guard I wish the uh, Raptors maybe could have acquired. But he's sticking in San Antonio for a great deal. Two years, $20 million, Trey Jones. Staying in San Antonio. will be pairing up there with Wembenyama in year one. Tass. Uh, thoughts on on this one here uh, as we probably can make these pretty brief as we move here uh yeah i would say this is you know one of the players that is probably least known in the nba like one of the yeah yeah most best best solid players uh that is very unknown but uh yeah a really quick dude um and yeah he's got a lot of skill and a lot of potential so it seems like a spursy player that they can just develop and grow uh and he can be uh, a key cog for them going forward. So yeah, handle can uh, can can play. He can just play. So yeah, it's a great deal. TK thoughts on TJ? No notes. Two no for notes. twenty. That's fine. Throw some alley oops to Victor Wembanyama and you'll look great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, another Trey. Trey Lyles, uh, as expected, sticking in Sacramento. Two years, sixteen million dollars. Bonuses in play. Um, Kirby. We, again, we thought this was probably the case after the Harrison, Barning, Harrison Barnes excuse signing. Um, I can't talk right now. <laughs> the Kings went Barning <laughs> this weekend. Uh, it's been a long day, guys. We did oh, a boy. drop podcast in the morning. Then we recorded Fast Friends for Fast 10, which was yep. like a two-hour and 20-minute podcast. That'll drop next week. And then we're doing <laughs> this. I'm running out of, yeah, words and structuring sentences i'm struggling <laughs> right now but uh trey lyles <laughs> <laughs> trey lyles cool. take it away all he, played you need great. Is, he played great for them last year all you need is two three word sentences run it back light the beam the kings are saying we got a good thing going let's try it all again i mean they did have some good luck last year like no team was healthier than the sacramento kings but i think like you're saying skeets 
Trey Lyles was pretty solid in the playoffs. He was great in the regular season, doing exactly what the Kings needed, giving him giving them versatility next to Sabonis or backing up Sabonis. So to get him on a deal like this, he's getting paid less than Trey Jones. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and Trey Lyles is a guy, I'm not just comparing them strictly Trey for Trey here, but they came one right after another. And Trey Lyles has done it in the playoffs. Trey Lyles has now played for a winning team uh, in the Kings. So I think a pretty solid deal for Sacramento. Tass, thoughts on the on the Canadian here and how he's uh, developed into a pretty solid player, at least last year, filling in at the 4-5 and five position? Yeah, I think his uh, playoff performance is a little overblown. He did shoot 33% from three. I, I know we all saw a good a good couple quarters, and they're on, you know, it was no bigger spotlight for the Sacramento Kings that they've had, you know, in a very long time. So it seemed like he chipped in a lot. He is in a good spot. Uh, and so it is, yeah, about running it back and hopefully them growing together and, yeah, him finding his niche in the NBA. This is the prime of his career. He is a really good shooter. He's a really good regular season shooter, better than he was in the in the playoffs. So he had some good moments. And, uh, yeah, the Kings are just trying to say, look at those nuggets. We can try and do that. You know, just every single guy that's been there forever, let's, let's do it one more time. So you got to respect that. Well, you bring up the nuggets. Uh, that is the perfect segue because they saw Reggie Jackson on the bench and they said this guy was vital to our championship. Bring him back. Two years, $10.25 million player option in the second year. So very, very cheap here. But this one surprised a lot of people because he didn't you know, do anything <laughs> for them. He never played, really, uh, outside of a handful of minutes there in the postseason. And yet they, they elect to bring him back. Trey, any thoughts on Reggie? Yeah, uh, the biggest thing from Reggie Jackson's finals performance in my eyes was that he was wearing two different shoes in a mm. lot of these pregame warm-ups. I know he did have some spot minutes here and there, but to see him get another $10 million just for being around, that's okay. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's a bit more of a role for him now that Bruce Brown has moved on to the Pacers. They're going to need somebody uh, to come off the bench and... At the very least, the Nuggets need to retain the players that they had from last season just to keep those salary slots, and that's probably part of the reason why he got this big of a deal in case they ever want to move it uh, for a different player uh, who makes a little bit more money going forward. Yeah, and I guess they believe that with a full year um, that he can help out because he was signed you know, sort of uh, midway through the year as a bio guy uh, from the Clippers, so they've got a... Hope that he plays a little bit better, but I guess they like the uh, the juju that he brought last year uh, to this team. He's capable of being a contributing player, and so he he's capable, more capable of what than what he was allowed to offer last year. So throw him in that role. He was a starting point guard on a team that went to the conference finals just a couple years ago. I mean, he's he's still young enough. Uh, yeah, he he should be worth that five mil, even though. I mean, he probably played like five minutes in the finals. Um, yeah. He literally played 18 minutes in the postseason total. But, yeah, this is partly a replacement for Bruce Brown leaving as well, yeah. Did I see that the Nuggets are bringing back DeAndre Jordan as mm-hmm. well? Yeah, okay. So they're just, yeah, they're all vibes. Good vibes. Okay. It was great. We lost Brucey. He got a bag. Good for him. Good stuff. But uh, otherwise, we keep the, uh, the team together here. Uh, Joe Ingles is going to Orlando. Two years, $22 million. Joe Ingles, remember him. Uh, Tass, I remember you being very, very pumped about the uh, addition to Milwaukee. Uh, But he is now going to Orlando. 
And they had some money, I guess, that they had to give to some some guys, and he gets some. I'm a Joe Ingles backer. Uh, you think I like to talk about George Niang a lot? I like to talk about this guy a lot. <laughs> but this was shocking. This is uh, a big dollar figure, and I guess it's just what you said, Skeets, that they have to pay somebody. And, I mean, they're paying a guy to also be a, a bit of an adult in the room there uh, in, in Orlando. And, um, yeah, I mean, what kind of role is Joe Ingles going to play on this team? That's Is he starting? Uh, is he playing that much? I mean, is that – I guess I he's the small so. forward on no, this team? No, he's got to come off the bench. No, yeah, I, I mean, would not. I mean, what's the – so they're – well, their starting lineup, I mean, I guess that's Franz's spot, but who knows yeah. with this team. Uh, anyway, a good a guy vet. to have in the locker he's room. He's a vet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and he can shoot threes. Young team. Yeah. They need and threes. old people love Florida. <laughs> they go it's there true. all the time, yeah. And he is Australian, you know, probably more comfortable in warm weather locations. Played in Utah forever. Played in Milwaukee, another cold city. Sure. He's going to be unleashed here in Orlando. <laughs> Joe Ingles, that humidity and that heat, man, loosens him up. You watch. You watch. <laughs> My knees are feeling lubed up tonight, Skeets. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> hey, Paolo, uh, yeah, hit me in the corner, mate. <laughs> 11 million per there for uh, Joe Ingles. Did catch me by surprise. Uh, the Wolves did a bunch of things. Troy Brown Jr. going to Minnesota. Nikhil Alexander-Walker staying there. And Shake Milton agreeing to a deal uh, with Minnesota as well. Task thoughts on the Wolves on the uh, first day of free agency or here free agency. Well, you got to bring Nikhil Alexander Walker back. Yeah, a must. Uh, he was solid in the postseason, even in a limited role. He knew his role. Yeah, you got to keep him around. I guess these other contracts for Shake Milton and Troy Brown may mean uh, Jalen Noel is gone, and and that experiment, uh, that draft pick. Uh, just ain't going to work out. Uh, so they decided to go a little bit cheaper uh, on that front. Um, yeah, I mean, a little surprising uh, that I, I guess they, they, they're they going to do to Shake Milton what I think the Sixers wanted to do and try and unleash him as a backup guard that lights it up uh, a little bit. Uh, because, yeah, Shake, I think, was just underutilized because he is a six-man, has that capability of just of lighting it up. So... Yeah, there's my analysis uh, of of those guys. Um, sorry, I was smirking while you were talking there, not because of what you were saying, but just because we found out uh, the Fred Van Vliet replacement in Toronto, Tess. It's what not D'Angelo Russell. It's not D'Angelo Russell. It's another Lakers guard, though. Dennis, Dennis Schroeder? Schroeder! Woo! Is going to Toronto. Tess is pumped for some reason. Two years, <laughs> $26 million deal. Uh, Masai moving quickly here to replace Van Vliet uh, at the point guard position. So, yes, Dennis Schroeder, two years, 26 mil to uh, take over the point guard duties. They got (laughs) a point guard. Yeah, they did get a point guard. And, uh, hey, look, uh, doesn't Schroeder have a long-ass wingspan? Can't shoot. Plays defense. Can't shoot, yeah. (laughs) He's an ideal Raptor. Oh boy! All right. Uh, yeah, Tassany. I know this is happening in real time here. Any thoughts on this? I mean, we covered it. Uh, 
<sighs> I uh, listen. His last it's been, his last few years have been a, a bit of a roller coaster. Bet on himself. That bet did not pay off. Uh, he bounced around the league for, for a couple teams last year. Uh, in his return to the Lakers, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. So mm-hmm. is thirteen mil crazy? No, I don't think no. it's crazy. No. It's just uh, a little unfortunate that that's you know for the Raps. That's what that's what this is. I mean, it's 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 underwhelming for the Raptors. And Raptors fans, for sure. Because um, he is a, a great third guard, I would say. And the Raps need a numero uno. And so they'll still be looking for one, I, I suppose. Yeah, but once Van Vliet signed with the Rockets, it was like, well, who the hell's left? It was like, I mean, who was going to be the point that they were going to go and acquire? It was going to be probably like Schroeder level. I mean, I guess... Yeah, hoping to trade with the Wizards to get one of their backup point cards. I mean, I don't know, Monte Morris or DeLon Wright, bring him back. It's like slim pickings is what I'm getting at. Uh, at least it's not an overspend. No, no, no. It's not not an overspend on D'Angelo Russell. Right. Uh, All right, so that's more Raptors news. Give me some Raptors (laughs) news. We've given you a ton here throughout this show. All this breaking Toronto news. Perfect time. Uh, Suns were busy. They brought back Damian Lee. Josh Okoji, they signed Drew Eubanks, Metu, uh, Bates Giop, and Utah Watanabe. So the Suns just like, they basically built their, uh, you know, secondary roster here, their entire bench in mere hours of free agency. They obviously didn't have a ton of money to work with here, but uh, a lot of their guys that they've either kept or uh, brought in here. The big one I guess people were excited about, Trey, was Watanabe. Uh, and everybody's like, oh yeah, KD called that one in. Said, go get my guy. I liked him. I love playing with him. And he's a great corner three-point shooter, specifically in a last season, just a good three-point shooter all around. So he's going to have easy looks. Uh, That was a guy that I would have loved for the Bulls to be able to pick up. So, you know, realistically, most of these guys are going to be end-of-the-bench players uh, for the Phoenix Suns. But I like that they're taking a chance on basically very athletic players like Eubanks, is a jumper, uh, basically. Kate, uh, Bates Jop, the same. Uh, Chemezi Metu, he's a leaper as well. I think getting young athletic guys to just run the court and try and cause some havoc whenever they may be out there is a smarter idea than rolling out like your Tristan Thompson level vets who are just old tough guys. I would rather take my chances just randomly having success running and jumping on the court. Tass, any thoughts on the Suns here? Um, yeah, Utah Watanabe, uh, great locker room dude, I think is a good juju for that locker room and for that team. They, they brought a bunch of guys back, as you said there, Damian Lee, who was an incredible regular season three-point shooter, didn't work out in the postseason so much. Josh Okoge, who was their starter, uh, and mm-hmm. could actually he probably be, will start. Yeah, yeah, could be their fifth starter, uh, along with the big three and DeAndre Ayton, who's not part of the big four. It's the big three and DeAndre Ayton plus him. Uh, Eubanks, interesting. That's a decent little pickup there. I wonder if that means that um, Jock Landale and or Bismack Biombo are coming back. Uh, but yeah, Trey brings up a good point about. Uh, Metu and Bates Diop, athleticism. But this is, they're not waiting. Uh, this is, yeah, this is 
six guys to go with the, the other four. Um, so they're they're starting to fill out this roster. Oh, yeah, plus, I was trying to keep plus, up with all the Suns like moves here. Uh, I'd say twelve. I think there's twelve. I'm guessing they have twelve plus campaign plus Ish Wainwright, right? Uh, who who they just uh, brought back. I don't know what the Saban Lee situation is, but uh, <laughs> we're seeing it. We're seeing their team here. This is basically yeah. their team. Is it enough to win a championship? Sure. Is Watanabe the difference maker? So <laughs> people will be leading the A block with uh, come Monday. Uh, we're almost done here. And again, thanks to everybody for sticking with us here. This has been a long podcast. Obviously, a lot to talk about. Uh, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. But uh, the Heat have agreed to a two-year deal with Josh Richardson and uh, agreed to a two-year deal with Kevin Love. And again, we're still waiting on this whole Struce thing. They've lost Gabe Vincent. Um, but those two guys, in theory, they've signed two-year deals with Trey. Uh, Miami Heat. Yeah, and I guess Josh Richardson will be maybe a Gabe Vincent replacement. I guess he could take Struess minutes as well, though he needs a little bit of image rehabilitation in Miami, getting back to basically Miami Josh Richardson. It has not gone well uh, since he left there, whereas Kevin Love, uh, kind of as expected, ingratiated himself to the Miami Heat. He had some good moments in the playoffs, was also unplayable uh, come the finals. But I think at the very least, the heat value, the continuity, and the veteranship a guy like Kevin Love is going to bring uh, going forward. Heat culture, man. Maybe maybe they can bring the most out of Josh Richardson. Because he was a, a really good player there and earned his reputation in his, his first four years. Went to Philly where they you know, tried to make him an on-the-ball guy and it didn't really work out. But... No, he can still shoot it. He was really good uh, in New Orleans at the end of last year after moving on from the Spurs. Still a good player. If he's off the ball in that Struess, in that Struess role, maybe, maybe. Uh, why the heck not? Sorry, sorry. My, my basketball reference page just started talking to me while I was trying to look <laughs> up Josh Richardson does. information. A lot of pop-up ads. I thought, I thought I it was my, your wife talking about the kids oh, for some reason. On. That's why I thought I heard. Yeah, uh, I heard and then heard the final piece of like yeah. news here from free agency is uh, there are reports that Porzingis and the Celtics are expected to finalize a two-year $60 million extension. Uh, this was uh, going around fairly early. But uh, that is it. I, I think we've honestly touched on basically every signing through the first now three and a half hours. Since it kicked off at 6 p.m. Eastern, it's about 9.30 now. And man, shout out to the Raptors for like giving us the breaking news with Van Vliet going to the Rockets for an insane amount of money. And then uh, Masai quickly pivoting to Dennis Schroeder for uh, the, the, the two-year $26 million deal. Anything uh, I've left out I there? See, I'm seeing a new piece of slop right here. O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea Brissett is going to the Boston Celtics on a two-year deal. Well, you know what? It's Canada Day tomorrow, so I'm fucking pumped to hear that. <laughs> I hope Dylan Brooks signs. We already got Trey Lyles, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Uh, this is good. So who are the big names left at this point then? Well, it's... I also, there's a couple. Well, Cam Reddish also signed with the Los Angeles Oh, uh, you, you had gotten up and taken a crap. We already yeah, talked you're, about you're that. Doing oh, man. I was, I was popping my... Julian Champagny, because he's signing with the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> okay, 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 good. These are this is nice little mini slops you guys are dropping here. Uh, what about the Rui <laughs> slop? Just to confirm the number three. Uh, we for talked 51. about the Lakers while you were gone. Yeah, that yeah. was the 
the Lakers oh, segment. I, oh, sorry about that. That's all right. Um, who are the Cam biggest Reds. free agents available? Brooke Lopez? Yeah. D'Angelo um, Russell. Literally the biggest. Miles D'Angelo. Bridges is restricted. Uh, and, Westbrook. Uh, we know how we all feel about him. Westbrook. Austin Reeves, I guess, we're still waiting on. P.J. Washington, another Hornets player we're still waiting on. He's restricted. Yeah. That's about it. And, uh, oh, yeah, James Harden being traded. <laughs> and maybe yep. Damian Lillard. For oh, here's, a, here's another little slopper oh. for you. Okay. Oh, Seth Curry, Seth. two-year deal with the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. He's a good player, I think. And we He's getting older to, now, but... We don't have terms on that, money-wise, but two years. Yeah. A lot of two-year deals. A lot of two-year deals. Yeah. Oh, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> why? The, uh, 2025 uh, 26 uh, right. TV uh, media rights deal kicking in. Yeah, that's going to change things for sure. Smart, smart, smart. Uh, all right, there it is, guys. Who's the big winner? Let's say that. Let's end with this. I know there's a lot to take in, but who, Trey, in your opinion, team or player, uh, not Derek White's barber, because uh, <laughs> that would be a loser, because he's going to lose a lot of money now. Um, who's the big winner for you from the first couple of hours of free agency? You know, looking at it, most players went back to their original team. Fred Van Vliet, the biggest name, who changed, I would say. Yep. So biggest winners for me got to be Fred Van Vliet and Bruce Brown. Because they get just massive, massive bags by being willing to leave their situations, uh, quite honestly. You know, Bruce Brown saw, I can make four times as much money as I made this past season. Yeah, I'll go play for the Pacers for at least one season. And then Fred Van Vliet... Like we're saying, the guy's getting paid like a top 20 player in the NBA just because he happened to be a point guard veteran in the summer of 2023. So those are the two big winners for me because when I look at the landscape of things, I don't necessarily know that there are any free agency signings we've seen today that really change the tenor of the league. Tass, if you had to pick a winner, who would you go with? Two words, eight letters. Rich Paul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. made a lot of money today. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's got eight letters in his name. He says, I ain't talking to you unless you start talking eight figures. No, that's not enough. Let's no. make it nine. <laughs> uh, Draymond Green, Jeremy Grant, Fred Van Vliet. Big, big monies. Clutch, baby. Say that again. Say that again. Oh, my God. What? We got a board for this? Yes, we do. Rich Paul wins free agency board. He's on the phone. He doesn't look really convincing in this picture if you're on YouTube with us, uh, but he is doing some convincing. He's saying, you want Draymond Green? You got to give us a fourth year. You want Fred Van Vliet? You got to give us a third year. You want Damian Lillard's best friend? You got to give us five for 160 for Jeremy Grant. So good work by him. I, uh, I feel like there's not a lot of like, ooh, what the hell are you guys doing? You know, there's not a lot of that. Sure, there's like some crazy numbers, Van Vliet being one of them. We already talked about that, but we sort of knew the Rockets would overpay because they're like, we want a, a veteran point guard in here to help us try and win games. So we sort of get that. And maybe it was more than uh, the two years. It was more than two years being the third year, so that was a little surprising. Uh, but there's not a lot where I'm like, ugh, what the hell? Why? Maybe Jeremy Grant? Really? You're trying to convince me he's worth that much? 
But I like what the Lakers have done. If the Lakers, and they probably will keep Austin Reeves, these are nice. These are nice little moves, you know, that they've done here with Gabe Vincent coming in, sort of as a, a shooter replacement. We see what they'll do with D'Angelo Russell, but Rui sticking around, I don't think is an overpay, especially as the, these numbers go up, up, up for what fifty-one million he eventually got. Uh, I swapped in Prince for Troy Brown Jr. I think that's actually an upgrade. Uh, you know, I joked that they were sort of the same player, but I think Prince is better. It was a pretty good little day here. I mean, they're a team that couldn't like make a big splashy move, but um, I like the additions there. But overall, I'm not super upset with what a lot of these teams did. And that's probably because a lot of them just stayed with their team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a lot of the big names. As exactly as we expected when we were talking on uh, No Dunks all week long. We were like, yeah, there'll be like one or two guys that probably change. But even Kuz staying in Washington. All right, well, let's... Let's call it there. An hour and a half in. We've done a lot of podcasting today. Uh, we appreciate you joining us live here tonight on a Friday night. Uh, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. That's all we ask. It's not a lot. We're not asking for a three-year, $90 million deal. We're not asking for a two-year, $26 million deal with a player option in the second year. We're just asking for a fucking <laughs> like. For maybe a subscription <laughs> to our YouTube page. It's not a lot. It's a great deal. It's uh, you know basically the vet's minimum of requests <laughs> so help us out if yeah, you well, can we'd appreciate it uh we will be back next week we'll have a couple shows before we head to las vegas if you're in vegas for summer league come hang with us at the mgm grand at the sportsbook there on saturday july 8th at 4 p.m local time uh we will be in the building on friday night for Wembenyama. And his first game uh, in Summer League with the Spurs. I think we're going to do a podcast live uh, from there in the concourse uh, a little bit later. So all you podcast listeners and everybody watching on YouTube, you'll be able to check that out. So, yeah, Vegas, baby. Are you guys ready? You packed yet? <laughs> no. No? No. <laughs> I got nothing packed. I'm looking at my floor, my packing staging area, and all I'm seeing is overalls. I can't wear <laughs> Don't overalls in Vegas if you're Nicholas. No. No, no, you just pack, you pack shorts. You don't even, I, dare I say, don't even bring pants. Oh, you're saying go Ellis mode? <laughs> <laughs> no, no pants? Straight shorts? No pants for no dunks, man. It's like 110, <laughs> they're saying, I think, in Vegas. No, it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. It's basically cold. It's basically cold, but. Uh, Can't even feel it. No, no, but, uh, oh my God. It's going to be a warm one, but I can't wait. So, uh, anyway. Appreciate you guys joining us again. Uh, Clipper Bros, let's do it. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Oh, man. Thanks for joining us. And remember, his name's Dennis Schroeder. If only it was Dennis Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the weekend, people. Happy Canada Day. <laughs> <laughs>